20 years ago today, Syracuse basketball won its first and only national championship. We've gone a long way from there. We have not won since then. But a new dawn is on the horizon. There's a new head coach in town. And we've hit the one-month point in Adrian Autry's young career as the head coach at Syracuse basketball. So let's break down month number one in the Autry era at Syracuse. It's your Locked On Syracuse Friday. Let's get right after it. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Happy Friday. And thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm Owen Valentine. Today we're talking a little bit. We can piece it in there a little bit, I guess. Why not? The 20th anniversary of the 2003 National Championship for Syracuse. But we are also recapping month number one in Adrian Autry's career as the head coach at Syracuse. And a lot has happened, and I will say, we knock on wood, a lot of favorable things have happened in month number one for Syracuse with Adrian Autry as the head coach. It's been a pretty good month. It seems like every few days, three or four days go by, then bang, big news. Three or four days go by, bang, big news. That's sort of been the recurring theme, the recurring motif of the last month after this drastic change has happened. So we start things off, right? Syracuse playing in the ACC tournament. March 8th, SU loses to Wake Forest. The season comes to a close. You have what probably is one of the weirdest of press conferences after the game where Donna DeTota goes, hey, so are you retired? And he goes, I don't know. You don't, you got to ask the university. You got to ask the university. And then they're talking again. And oh, I gave my retirement speech at the Dome last week when we played Wake Forest the last time out. And then Mike Waters doubles down. He's like, so are you retiring? He's like, I'm telling you what I can tell you. And then three hours later, we get the news. Jim Beheim out at Syracuse. Adrian Autry in at Syracuse as the new head coach. After 47 years, the change happens. Adrian Autry takes over. Tomorrow marks the one-month anniversary of this news. So let's break down what has happened from March 8th to April 7th in our month number one, year one, chapter one, whatever you want to call it, of the Red Autry era at Syracuse. So your news on March 9th, you get a report from Chris Carlson over at Syracuse.com. This was the first sort of piece of info that you got after the Autry announcement. And the first piece of information comes the following morning, Elijah Moore, the lone recruit in the 2024 class at this point in time for Syracuse, says, I knew this was a possibility. I knew this could happen. I'm keeping my ties to Syracuse. I'm not going to reopen my commitment. That's where I want to play college ball. That's where I will play college ball. That transition, no impact on Moore at this point in time. Really good start. A lot of good news will be the recurring idea of this whole episode today. Is It's been good news. Every time you get news in central New York, it's been pretty damn good. 
with regards to Syracuse basketball. And I think that is beyond what people might have anticipated. I didn't think things would go this smoothly at this point in time. So that's March 9th. That was, I believe, a, for our Thursday, right? They played the Wednesday game. That was your Thursday news. The next Monday marks the start of the transfer portal. The portal opens up. You have 300-plus players in there on day one. One of those, Central New York native, Baldwinsville native, J.J. Starling. Now, we tried to get Starling first time around. And you had those connections. He's a local guy, right? He's playing. You want him to play in his backyard. He's a Baldwinsville kid. He's going to Syracuse. That's the backyard. We missed a little bit. You know, he's playing at La Lumiere. That is Notre Dame's backyard. He did the backyard commitment, just not at the original home, if that makes sense. This time around, the following day, it seems like this conversation could have been happening for months. That's how quickly this decision was made. J.J. Starling says, I'm coming home. I'm going back to the 315, and I'm going to make a run and play with this team under a new head coach in a new era of Syracuse basketball. He was, for a long time, the number one player in the portal. And he comes to Syracuse. That was the picture-perfect start to a career as a head coach, is going out on day two of the portal and getting the best player available, a guy that can score, a guy that can get to the rim. He can score at different tiers with also a ton of, of upside potential and a ceiling that remains untapped at this point in time. That is the caliber player that you can expect out of Starling. And we know that because we've watched him play. If you watched high school basketball in Central New York before he went to La Lumiere, you would have seen him play. My brother had played against him. I played against him at the Y. You knew this kid was that good. And he goes, he has a pretty solid year, maybe not statistically what you would have wanted, but he was in a weird spot at Notre Dame where he had these really, really high expectations and he needed to create and be the guy in a larger capacity than maybe would have been optimal for his growth as a true freshman. Year two, although it's a new system, although it's a new school, I think you can tap into that a little bit better, especially if a guy like Judah Mintz is back around to share the backcourt with him. That is the type of question mark that will exist with this. But that is the start that no one could have asked for better, I don't think. I don't think you could have asked for a better start to a coaching career than six days after you become the head coach, the number one player in the portal commits to you and commits to your program and your team in a new dawn, a new horizon, whatever you want to refer to this coaching change as in central New York. Subsequently, on March 14th, you lose your first guy to the portal in terms of since the coaching change. John Bull had already announced he was going to be transferring. The same day Starling commits, you get Symir Torrance transferring out. Do those things relate? Was it Symir's decision based on this info? I don't know. I think Symir sees a year of eligibility left. I want to go to a place where I'm going to play. I want to go to a place where I'm going to get some decent run, far greater run than you might have anticipated 
if he stayed at Syracuse. I think that decision makes sense. I don't think that's a knock at Autry by any means, but it is the decision that was made. And it's where we leave in terms of Saimir. He came in, he had some impactful moments, but a lot of the time he was a non-factor. I will give him his credit. I think he controls the pace of a game really effectively and can be a smart player. The ending stretch for him at Syracuse had some not so great decisions. I remember the foul uh, to send somebody to the line when we didn't have a foul to give down the stretch. Uh, There were some other decisions, didn't quite have it, but he was a good pacemaker almost a lot of the time, especially when you were looking at early season Judah Mintz and Joe Girard, who could get into these spurts where it became chaotic. He was a nice little calming down. It was like putting some background, some simple, some smooth jazz, whatever you want to call it, in the background just to relax. And when he came in, that was what he was able to do. We'll see what happens with him. We know that. Uh, We'll see where things go from there with regards to him. And that is just the beginning. I have seven more bullet points that we need to hit on. Uh, But before that, let's take a break. Let's talk about our friends from FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook. We are almost at the NBA playoffs, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel's America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain. You got spreads, money lines, totals, rebounds, assists, all of these player props, uh, game props, whatever you want to look at. I bet you if there's a bet you want to play, FanDuel's got you covered. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. My biggest win of the last month, same game parlay. Have some fun with it. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go fanduel.com slash locked on, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Owen Valentine here on your Locked On Syracuse Friday. We're breaking down month number one in the Adrian Autry career as Syracuse basketball's head coach. And a lot has happened in the last month, as you could anticipate the way the transfer portal is in today's day and age, the way recruiting is in today's day and age with big time recruits and big time publicity behind every single recruit, courtesy of YouTube, courtesy of highlights, courtesy of huddle, whatever you want to say, we see a lot more of these players than you do historically whether it's a transfer, whether it's uh, a class of 23 guy, class of 24 guy, whatever that is, right? You think back to where the 20-year anniversary of the national championship. Uh, If you have not, I'm going to pitch it again. Will to Win, the documentary by Syracuse.com with regards to that 2003 national championship team. You have talks with Bayheim about how, you know, Troy Weaver comes, says, hey, we got this guy, Carmelo. You've got to come see him. And you really only were going to see him in person. Yes, you could watch some game film, but you didn't have the access. And we have so much access now uh, that this is why recruiting has vamped up tremendously, why the portal is such a big deal. NIL, right? You've got guys that people are watching. Millions of people will view their single game highlights. What do you think that does in terms of a company 
publicity wise, if you want to work with them. So this is all gigantic stuff in terms of how much, you know, recruiting and the portal and NIL have vamped up what off seasons look like in college football, college basketball, uh, and some other sports as well. Uh, but primarily football and basketball. That is what this has done. That is what you see. Uh, so let's continue in with our recap of month number one in terms of the Autry era. March 20th, Judah says, I'm going to test the NBA draft waters while maintaining my collegiate eligibility. I think this is what most of us expected. It's a big news day, right? We were expecting it, but didn't quite know, you know, how to react, how to move forward from there. And you got this news and you're like, okay, you know, he's projected a mid-second rounder. Should he stay in Syracuse? Should he go to the NBA? I talk about it all the time. These are guys whose lifelong dream is to make the NBA. You've got scouts saying you will be drafted. You can't fault a guy for saying, yeah, I am going to go accomplish my dream because I can at this point in time. You also can't fault a guy for saying, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to come back. I'm going to boost myself into the first round and get the pay jumps that correspond. What happens with Judah? I'm not sure. If I were to give a suggestion, I think there's more benefit in him coming back for year two at Syracuse and declaring after next season than for him to get drafted in the mid to late second this time around. But that is his decision, and I don't think there's any fault that needs to be thrown on him with any regards. And there's also, this is not news that is based on Adrian Autry taking over as the head coach. This is news that you would have expected with anybody at the head coach. And it seems like Autry's got a nice rapport with the players. People want to play for him. People want to be a part of this transition, which could appeal to Judah coming back, maybe more so than a year two under Jim Beheim. So that is something where you can throw Autry into the picture in terms of impact in that news day. Four days later, March 24th, Joe Girard testing the draft portals and transferring out. He's had some big-time offers. And I think this is, as I said the other day, it's what was best for the program. But I do think, and people have pointed it out, and I don't think you can go without mentioning this, it is not the easiest thing in the world to replace 16 and a half points per game, no matter the efficiency or the manner that they came in or who they came in. 16 and a half points per game out of one guy is tough to replace. It is going to be a little bit difficult to replace that scoring. But I do think even with that at hand, Joe departing is what was best for this program moving forward. He's getting looks. <laughs> it's pretty likely he's going to play in the ACC and you're going to play him once, maybe twice a season uh, for his remaining year of eligibility. Hey, that would be a fun game. That will be a fun game if and slash or when it happens. March 29th, this is where you start to get some of your other big news in terms of Autry era and Autry impact in month one as the head coach. Benny Williams says, I'm coming back for year three. And I think everybody needs to give Benny credit because he is putting himself on the line and he is betting to say, I can figure it out here in Syracuse. We talked about it. The easy thing to do is to hit the portal and go somewhere else. The more difficult thing 
is to grind it out here and to figure it out here where there have been some struggles and you didn't quite have the first two seasons that you might have anticipated as a highly touted four, maybe five-star recruit out of high school with NBA draft expectations to come in and fall short or fall flat of those ideals. He's going to work it out here, which is a nod to him as a person, to him as, and his character, to his parents for the upbringing, for raising him the right way. Awesome stuff. But there's another factor at play as to why Benny wants to come back. And it's the news from the next day, something that had been rumored for a few weeks. And it's an Adrian Autry connection to a new assistant coach in Brendan Strong, who has shown you in a week how many connections he has in the DMV. Guys want to come visit now. Guys want to stay and play for him. And that was the little Easter egg you got from Benny Williams with the team takeover nod in his announcement that he was coming back. People want to play for Brendan Strawn. This was a phenomenal addition from Adrian Autry to bring Strawn in because of his connections, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, beyond at the high school coaching level, at the AAU circuit or the Nike EYBL circuit level, at the local collegiate level as an assistant there as well, those connections go such a long way in terms of being able to recruit the players that you want to recruit. And I know people are going to say, recruit the best players across the country. And I'm not saying don't do that. But if you can recruit one area really well, where you know you're going to be getting some of the top talent out of that region year in and year out, that goes incredibly far and then you supplement the area that you own that you know you can attack and get big time players you supplement with the national guys with the guys from everywhere else you still push for them you still get them but having that home base will go a tremendously long way in Syracuse basketball moving forward same day Strawn is announced Chris Bell returns I don't think there was too much of a connection there as much as it was just maybe Bell likes the direction things are going, the pieces that are starting to be brought in, what you're starting to see in the first few weeks with Autry. Chris Bell comes back. That goes a long way. A guy who can shoot the ball needs to make some improvements. We know that. He needs to make a jump in year two in terms of defense, in terms of rebounding, in terms of doing a little bit more in a number of different categories. But still big news to get him back. And then this week, April 5th, Jesse Edwards back, in theory, per an interview from Autry, uh, I believe with uh, Spectrum, saying that everyone not in the portal is coming back, which if you read into, like the boys over at Noon's Magician did, that is it going to involve Jesse Edwards and a return for year five in Syracuse. People want to play for Adrian Autry. People want to be a part of this transition. And people like to see the direction that this program is going. Final piece of the Autry era uh, has to do with his recruiting. Um, he has been out and about getting out on the recruiting trails. Week one of him being the head coach, he was down uh, watching games from uh, Elijah Moore, who's committed in the 24 class, watching games from Boogie Flan, 
who uh, people are, you know, was in our conversations uh, for that recruiting class. Jalil Bethea, other players getting out and being a presence at high school games because these players like to see that you are committed to them. You are buying into what they can do and you want to be a part of that in all of these capacities and getting out as a unit and a combined coaching staff goes such a long way. And that brings us to our final tidbit. Is Donnie Freeman, top 40 big man forward uh, slash, yeah, forward in the class of 2024, making an official visit to Syracuse this weekend. He's here the 6th through the 8th, so he should be departing tomorrow. Uh, Got here yesterday. That's huge. This is a guy who had already announced the top five that Syracuse wasn't involved in. And since Autry has taken over and been a presence in Freeman's high school career and games that level, Freeman's taken a visit. That recruitment is open, and it could lead to what would be an incredible addition to a solid 24 class early on in that 24 cycle. If you could add Freeman to a class that has a top 100 player already in Elijah Moore, your 2024 class, and the first official class to truly come in in the Autry era, is going to be a top 25 class in the country. Without question, that would be the type of players that this duo could lead to. So being able to bring in guys, that's a nod to Brennan Strong who was an AAU coach or a team takeover guy where Donnie Freeman is a team takeover guy. These are the connections that Adrian Autry is starting to develop. It is a web and it is expanding rapidly. And month number one at Syracuse for Adrian Autry has been tremendous. Tremendous. What could you have wanted more from Autry at this point in time? Maybe. There was a recruit, a bit of a long shot recruit that you could have had come in. Maybe I think they still need, right? The job is not done by any means in this offseason. You need to bring in another guard at this point in time because Judah is a question mark, as we discussed. You need to bring in another guard. You could benefit from bringing in another forward as well. And per my math at this point in time, you have 11 guys uh, on scholarship. And there might be one guy uh, that I'm missing that has a scholarship at this point in time that doesn't play, that's not one of those bigger name guys. But I go through the 11 right now that have a scholarship in theory. And that's Judah, JJ, Hudir Copeland, Justin Taylor, Chris Bell, Benny Williams, Malik Brown, Jesse Edwards, Jalen, or not Jalen Carey, uh, Peter Carey, uh, Monir Hema, and William Patterson. If Judah leaves, that's now 10. You've got two, maybe three scholarships available. Go out and get yourself a guard in the portal. That sounds like next week's episodes. Who should they go get? Who can they go get? Chance Westry. I know Syracuse is in talks with Westry at this point in time. Go get yourself a forward. Go get yourself two more guys in the portal with experience and high ceilings or Go a safer route. Give me someone with a floor that you know they're going to be able to do this. Maybe they're not 
There's not that untapped potential, but you know what you're going to get with this guy. Hit the portal. Uh, I forget who made the comment, and it's a very, very worthwhile comment. Uh, replied to us on YouTube uh, on the Jesse Edwards episode, but I said, now that Jesse's here, uh, Hunter Dickinson is not going to want to play here, and you don't really need to recruit him because he's not going to want to. Uh, my point was not that we don't want Dickinson. I'd still want Dickinson on this team, right? Bring him in. Have talent. Have talent littered on this team. Starters, bench, reserves, whoever. Go ahead and recruit. Get the best players you can get and bring them in and create a position battle because friction and force bring you up. They bring you up and they elevate you. That's how a mountain is made. That's how you get volcanoes, things like that over time, right? Have that battle. Bring in the best possible talent. Do not be complacent. And I think that maybe I might have led on to that in the last episode with Jesse Edwards. And you're fine with him now that you don't need Dickinson. Don't be complacent. That's not what I wanted to indicate there. Get the best guys you can get and put people in a battle and in a position where they need to elevate in order to get those minutes because that is what is going to bring you to the next level. This is a team right now composed of a lot of potential. You know what you can get out of some guys. You know that the ceiling is high for others. But right now, you want to supplement and add as much as you possibly can. Is there a late in the 23 cycle guy? Maybe that's a guy from up north we talked about a little bit. There are a lot of guys uh, up in Canada with a ton of potential um, that could be, you know, maybe a longer term project, but a piece to bring in now that would help you in the long run. Can you find someone in the portal? Where can you go to bring in the best talent? And I don't know if this would ever make any movements, whatever. Caleb Love, UNC guy, would love, no pun intended, to have that. A little bit of three-point shooting, the ability to score, the explosive scoring. It's got to refine some things, fix a few things, without a doubt. But I would love to bring that into the conversation. See where things go from there. The Autry era in month number one has been phenomenal. I've enjoyed it. There has not been, knock on wood, a huge negative that's happened since he's taken over. A huge miss that's happened since he's taken over. That does not mean the job is done. Month number two needs to continue this all the way into tip-off, what, four, five, six months from now. But it's a good start. And we recap it all. Owen Valentine locked on Syracuse Friday, uh, 20-year anniversary of the 2003 National Championship. I will pitch it as many times as I can. Go watch that Will to Win documentary. Phenomenal. Today is a great day to watch it. A little bit chilly outside in central New York. Sit back, watch it, enjoy. Stories, insider stuff, hidden messages. Carmelo Anthony talking about going up to Turning Stone uh, at night, freshman year, and having some times up there. Enjoy it, watch it, relax. Uh, If you are still looking for a little bit more in terms of your college basketball fill today, go check out Locked On College Basketball. Isaac and Andy bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus big name experts, coaches, players throughout the basketball landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I know they were doing a way too early 
2024 top 10 uh, in the most recent episode. So go have some fun. Check them out. Uh, thank you so much for listening today, uh, for subscribing, for watching, for liking, for replying in any capacity. You drive the conversation. You stimulate what we do here. Without every one of you listening or watching in any capacity, this show is irrelevant. This show means nothing. And I'm speaking to myself. I can do that from the couch with a new pup that's across the way. I don't do that because of you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy it. Have some fun. Uh, for those of you that celebrate, happy Easter. Um, enjoy. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Um, I'll see you probably on Monday. We are in the off season now. so. Uh, the episodes will become a little bit less frequent. We're going to dip from five episodes a week to four, maybe three, depending on the week. Uh, I will try and keep you as updated as possible on Twitter. That's LO underscore Syracuse on Twitter. Uh, that will be timing of episodes, things of that nature. And if you want, you want to know the second we go live, the second we upload to YouTube, you can turn the notification bell on. They'll let you know the second we get that instantly. Uh, when our videos go public. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Make somebody smile. Be kind. I will see you probably on Monday.